mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me Today. We have everybody's favorite, Melissa and Megan back on the podcast together again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we should come up with a song. Okay. Not now. I don't have enough inspiration. Me either. Okay. And I can't sing. Let's loop back to it. Hey, okay. auto-tune works for everybody. You're right. Hey, Brittany. Hey. Um... Sup, guys. Welcome back to Don't Blame Me. This is an advice podcast. 
Let me get the phone number out of the way in case we have some like random shit we want to babble about. Um, if you want to call and be in an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You did it again. I said calm, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I think it's this mucinex and allergy medication combo you have me on. Good. I feel like my eyes are really wide, which I can't open them that wide because I don't have large yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's how mine feel when I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm on that good <laughs> on that, on that good combo that um, mix, that cocktail. You know I mean? had allergies at Coachella, um, not this year because I did not go, but a couple of years ago. And the allergy medication combo mixed with like the secondhand smoke and like just all of just being around the vibes. I was like, I don't need drugs. I'm fucking good. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. And then the sun went down and I was like, I'm no longer enjoying myself here. Have you ever been to a music festival? No. Okay, say what you're going to say. And that's what I was going to say. Oh. I was going to say you actually like asked me that question. No, but I but I mean just like, like general, like in high school. No. College. Nope. I don't like people. I know. I don't like crowds. Me neither. Um, I think you're just smarter. I don't like outdoor toilets. Well, anything else we have to catch up on before we hop into this? Yes. Okay. But no. Okay. Because I wrote about it in the blog, but I didn't get a chance to tell you because seizure. So, oh. And I literally wrote in the blog, I haven't even told Megan any of this, so I'll just tell you later. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. Are you dating someone now, too? No, it's not oh. dating. It was just, I was in the same room with our husband, though what the <laughs> fuck i'm sorry no 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 no. it's in the block so i can't tell because of the people that play paid for patreon okay will you send it to me yeah okay i didn't talk to him he was just across the room so i'm still winning yeah. or losing because yeah. i said not did, real words to him he did like we made eye contact and smiled I'm like wet. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. You're so lucky. Let's get on with the show. Let's do it. I'm fuming. <laughs> <laughs> also, where was I? Okay. Well, I guess we can start the fucking episode. <laughs> Hi, Megan and Melissa, and I'm sure the wonderful special guest. Um, so, I'm 19 years old, and I just finished my freshman year of college, and I made some of some amazing friends, and I have a great friend group, and six of us are living together next year in a house. Um, my issue is, one of my good friends, he's a guy, and um, I have um, what what you call caught feelings. So, um, I have the biggest crush I've ever had on a guy in my entire life, and uh, like, it, it's just different than any other crush I've ever had. And I feel we just connect over so many things, like music and shows, and our humor is really similar. We laugh together a lot, and it's amazing. So I am having trouble deciphering if he's just being a good friend or if he also has feelings. And I know if I do anything about it, either way, it's going to get weird because we're living together next year and we have the same group of friends. But... I don't, I just, I, I don't know what to do because I really like him and I could possibly see myself dating him, um, and whatnot. But yeah, so I just don't know how to go about the situation without making everything an entire big mess. So yeah, um, if you guys could help me with that, that'd be great. Love you guys. Love your podcast. 
I look forward to listening to it. <laughs> I'm just like suppress, suppress, suppress. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I just think like, uh, yeah, I, I think like as much because you're 19. It was your freshman year. This is your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Even as somebody who dropped out of college, I can say like the people that you surround yourself with freshman year and sophomore year also can tend to be so different than who you hang out with senior year. And like, I think six people living together, honestly, is truthfully better than three people living together because like drama is kind of dispersed and like you're able to even have like two split even groups if people like break off and like get clicky. I just think like, I just think it's a bad call to say anything or pursue anything because I also think like, I think if he, this sounds bad. I think if he was into you, he also probably wouldn't want to live with you. Or he does, because he's like, then we can just sneak to the room. Yeah. Bang it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I think if it happens, it happens. But you got to you gotta have boundaries, because things, if you break up, things will get weird. Yeah. If you stay together, they could be great, but. It's college, man. Yeah. I think if your guys are going to do anything, I think it has to be you, you, you were right. And like, you have clearly cut the feels. Mm-hmm. And so I think if he, if you're picking up on flirtation or whatever, and like, he like comes on to you, I, I think if it's a, phys- if it starts physical, you have to shut it down because like you have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. So if you guys hook up, that's going to make you be more into him. And you haven't had those conversations about, okay, well, what happens if, this doesn't work and like let's actually have like a conversation about it because like maybe he doesn't want a girlfriend he doesn't want anything serious he's just trying to have fun and then you hook up with him and you find that out later and then yeah. it's like shit now I'm devastated and I don't want to live here so I think you need if it starts if him just coming on to physical I would say like hey if, like if you're drunk or whatever and be like hey like we're room like let's you know what let's talk about this sober tomorrow like let's have a conversation about this like I don't want to do anything that's like I was like want to make sure that like we're not putting ourselves in like a weird mm-hmm. position um and so like let's talk about it and if he's like no come on it's casual who cares then I can say save your pride and don't bring it up yeah but I think if he's then like okay let's talk about it be I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to like come forth and say like hey I really like you I think you can be like so what was up with last night and like well what are you looking to like and I don't think you have to talk about it in specifics of how you feel about him I think it can be like well, like, are you looking to date? Like, are you, is this something that you want to pursue? Like, are you interested in me? Or like, is it just more of a convenience thing? Cause like, we're both here. And then based on him, if he's like, no, I like really have feelings for you. Like, I really like you too, but I like, we have to like talk about this. Yeah. Because even if you guys like both have feelings for each other and are going to date, it's still awkward because you're in the same place. So it's like you've, even though you might not be like staying in the same room together, you're still living together and it's like you've skipped a bunch of steps. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think like, yeah, I, I think, and then at this, at a certain point, like you have to also look into how much is it going to cost for you you wouldn't even like how much is it going to cost if you're going to have to move out if Mm -hmm. you break up like and like weigh those pros and cons too not just your friendship weigh like 
okay, is this going to, do I like him that this much that if we broke up, is this going to affect like my studies? Am I going to need to retake classes? Am Mm -hmm. I going to take time off from school? Am I going to need to find a new place to live? Is this going to ruin my friendships with like my other friends? Like, is this going to like make other, am I going to lose some people if him and I, if we like lost each other in that sense? So yeah, I also think if you guys both are super, super into each other, I think, call me crazy i think one of you then should move out first before you start dating not that i'm saying it should be him but like it could be him (laughs) like it could be like if you guys are both and maybe that's a good test to see if you're serious about it and Mm -hmm. then like broach the subject with him if he said like no i really have feelings for you they're really strong it's like okay well then one of us i think needs to move out because this is going to put it in a really bad position and if he's like no i mean that's insane then i think you can be like okay well you're not really as serious about this as me Mm -hmm. um and then also I'd say like I I if you feel uncomfortable being around him and like this whatever if this comes up and like if he doesn't have feelings for you and it also feels awkward and there's nothing wrong with also recognizing and being like you know what I can't do this yeah and the amount of money that it costs to like break your lease or like to move somewhere else even if your friends are like being like oh that's like dramatic or whatever you don't have to tell them the reason why like know to like preserve your mental health because if this is hurting you now if he brings a girl home Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, like it's so much, I think the so much, the stronger choice is the harder choice, which is the one that's moving out, finding a new place to live and doing all of that stuff. It's not stronger to like sit there and take like that kind of like pain and drama because that's hard to like deal with and move on from. Um, So I would also say like, even now, if it feels like you're too nervous to move in, like you're, you don't want to move in with him and like, you don't even want to like figure out like the relationship stuff or any of that. Like, I think also like look for other places to live. Like, don't feel like that this is like your bed. So you have to sleep in it kind of a thing. Right. So yeah, best of luck. Good luck. One time a guy I had a crush on asked me if I wanted to be roommates and I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's the one who I had sex with has really small penis. No. Yeah. And then I took that as being like, so you're not into me because you want to be roommates. Yeah. You know, I agree. Right? Yeah. Well, let us know what happens. Best of luck. Your life sounds really fun. Yeah. Where do you go to college? I know. Can I come? (laughs) I'm too old now. No, you're not. Cool. Thanks. You can be a grad student. (laughs) True. I'm 19. I'm just like finishing up high school. And I kind of wanted, I guess, confirmation that like I'm normal, I guess. So let me explain. I... I have a bunch of guy friends. I love my guy friends. They're great. Like, we get along great. I've had so much, like, crazy girl shit that I'm, like, over it. But I'm very, like, in touch with my guy side, I guess. And, like, I was having a conversation. A kid in my school burst a girl's spleen having sex. And a lot of girls were like, oh, my God, that's too much. And I was like, that's kind of epic. And that was the response a lot of, like, guys were also giving and they were kind of like, see, like, you're just one of the guys, like, you're so cool. Like, they were saying that, like, well, I, like, I'm such a guy, and, like, it's so weird that, like, I have such a, like, guy response. And this probably makes no sense, because I'm completely rambling. But they were pretty much saying that, like, my brain doesn't function like a girl's brain does when it comes to things related to sex or, like, stuff like that. And... I don't know if there are other people out there that's like that, or if this is, like, a me thing. Like, there obviously has to be someone, but is this a normal thing, or, like, 
I honestly, like, don't even know what I'm asking for advice on. <laughs> but, like, at first I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I'm, like, one of the guys. But now it, like, is starting to feel weird. Like, they look at me differently because I'm a girl, but I, like, think like a guy does. Or, like, I can at least agree with them on their thoughts. So, I guess if, if you have any opinions or if you think it's, like, crazy wild, any, I don't know, something would help. I, I didn't know who to talk to, so I figured I'd call in. I love your podcast. I listen to it in my car all the time. Gosh, I, uh I don't want to, like, totally shit on you. But I'm like gonna I'm also gonna start by shitting on your guy friends. This just sounds like such like stupid classic like high school shit. And I've been called one of the guys so many times. Like I like even like Leo and Tyler, like we'll talk about certain stuff and like in the way that he's like, I literally could never talk to any of like my like so many my any of my female friends about this kind of stuff. And like but that's not like it's not the, it's like this badge that like women want to wear mm-hmm. that it's like I'm not like every other girl like I don't get along like there's nothing cool about not getting along with girls like yeah. that's not cool and I understand as someone who's had I've had and I've also said before like that I've had I had stints where I like I always had like Sydney I always had my best friends back home but I had a really hard time making good female friends in LA and all of my friends in LA were guys were they straight no but like I for a long time I was like yeah no I tend to like I also tend when I first meet people I tend to hit it off with guys more than girls just in general. I have a really aggressive personality, which a lot of times like douchebag guys really respond to. So the guys that I immediately hit it off with or like I have conversations with also aren't great guys. Mm -hmm. It's guys who are like, oh, yeah, fucking egos, fucking egos, fucking egos and that kind of stuff. That's not like a cool, necessarily like a cool thing. And I think like I think for you, I think the reason why you're calling in this is like, I think there's a part of you that like wants to feel like, oh, wow, this feels cool. I feel special and different than other girls. But I think also you're probably worried, like, am I too much like a guy when it comes to dating? And is nobody going to want to date me? And I want to say this is your friends. Like, this is just your fucking idiot guy friends who think that girls don't like sex and Mm -hmm. girls don't talk about shitting and farting and that girls are these like prim and proper things and that they're just like disgusting dudes. Like, that's just it's just a really small like gender gendered idiotic thing right that's not real at all right and like have you heard us talk i was like you listen to the podcast and you're like does anyone else think like this i'm like have you listened to this fucking podcast yeah like we talk about sex all the time yeah we're just we're more i think maybe more mature (laughs) about the way i mean i won't even go that far but no but i yeah more i mean we've talked about fucking necks before but like Mm -hmm. No, but spleen. Yeah, come on. If anything, the only relation I would have, like at this age, a guy saying something that is like, "Oh no, that makes you such a guy," would be like being immature. At that, if like we're talking like a heterosexual, like cisgendered male in high school, it it would be being immature. Would Mm -hmm. be like that kind of thing, and like. I don't want to say like ignorant, but like also kind of ignorant of the female body. Yeah. Like in my mind, you being like, like your friends being like your guy friends being like, oh my God, you're one of us. You're like, yeah, periods are fucking gross. Yeah. Like it's that kind of stuff that I don't think like, I also wouldn't take it for you as like a, oh, I can't get along with girls at all sort of thing. I think if, 
I would try really hard to make female friends. I think it's incredibly important. It's really hard. And I've gotten burned by so many terrible like female friends. And it took until I was into I had made great ones when I was younger than when I said like the second wave of friends. It took me until I was into like my 20s to make like really good female friends. Mm -hmm. And it's an important thing. And it's also like it's a skill because women I find myself I'm more nervous about other women judging me than I am about guys. And like it can be harder to like necessarily be yourself around other girls because you're like, oh, I think they're judging me on things that like guys don't necessarily notice. And it can be harder, but it's super, super important because like you if you have this like, I don't know, your friends are putting you in this box that like because you can like laugh along with them at sex jokes and stuff like I don't want them to influence who you see yourself as in your identity and they're telling you you're one of the guys doesn't mean that you have to be one of the guys if you don't want to be like you can laugh at their jokes like you can think some of the stuff they say is funny but like also know that like that doesn't mean that like women don't enjoy sex and women can't talk like that and like I don't want you to feel like oh no I only have to be friends with these straight dudes because girls don't get me Mm -hmm. because that's super isolating and girls will totally get you and like you're probably just not around the right group of girls yeah which it happens Uh but like there's even times like when i'm with sydney and jerry we it was me sydney jerry in here one night and we were talking about something and we were talking about like shitting or something like so gross that Mots was like i have to leave the room like (laughs) this is disgusting and like he is like like, was a frat boy and like he was so grossed out by like us being so like vulgar about something but I think it also just comes with, uh, I don't know, like, mat- <laughs> this sounds bad, but like, there's a difference between like, like someone being like hoity-toity or whatever and like not talking about something and like, like people who are like have no tact, like who are like tactless. Yes. Like, it's like, it's just, it can be like a outwardly, I don't know. I, I, I think it's also like the loudest person in the room, sometimes is me, but like, isn't necessarily the funniest person. Like sometimes the funniest people are saying like the, like the quiet, hilarious jokes under their breath. Mm-hmm. And like some of like the, some girls that you might like know, but you don't know that well, like maybe they're even more like hilariously grotesque, but like they don't, their egos, they don't need to shout it from the rooftop. Right. And I think that's kind of how like females are, I don't know, can tend to be more like when you're joking about with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially in high school. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I just, yeah. I just think that like, I don't want you, uh, yeah, I, don't, I just don't want them to like make you be someone that you aren't necessarily identifying as. And also like, it's just gender norms are so stupid. Yeah. Like so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I know guys who like hate like, like straight men who like hate like like have to be like dressed really proper and like hate getting stuff on their clothes and like very much don't want to talk about like pooping and farting and like but that doesn't make them any less of like a, a man. man yep so um yeah I, yeah I would say your mission and i'm giving you homework is to uh make some female friends mm-hmm. and fuck gender norms yeah fuck gender norms fuck 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 them also straight high school boys if they said you're one of me i'd be like fuck no yeah. <laughs> running away run away join a feminist club do something mm-hmm. like that you're almost done anyway yeah you're 19 yeah wow should we go on to the next let's go on to the next hey, hey. hi megan melissa and everyone else that's around um i'm calling i'm 24 um about a family issue so as much detail as i can provide in three minutes i'm gonna try to talk fast so i was recently reached out to by one of my younger cousins um i kind of 
stopped attending some of my extended family events on my father's extended family side for various different reasons, and she's kind of coming at me complaining that I haven't been there and that I'm making them feel like crap, but she's only getting one side of the story. So she's saying that I need to reach out to them and that I need to fix this relationship and that it's my fault that everyone feels like crap because I haven't been around. What she doesn't know is that there's so much more to my side of the story. So my question is, am I wrong in thinking that there are plenty of adults on that side of my family that could reach out to me too, my number hasn't changed, or am I being a child in the fact that, you know, I refuse to reach out to them? So some of the details being, um, first of all, when I graduated college, my father, my parents are divorced, my father chose not to attend, so I decided to give his tickets to my grandmother. She then chose not to attend didn't text me, didn't call me, didn't email, didn't anything, or tell me that she wasn't coming. She just didn't show up, and I never got an explanation as to why. And that really hurt because I spent time and money and energy trying to find extra tickets. Um, Then a couple of years ago, I took my boyfriend to Christmas the first year we were together, and, you know, I have a large extended family, almost 20-something cousins, multiple aunts and uncles, and then boyfriends and significant others and everything like that, you know, around, and no one talked to us. I felt like an outsider in my own family. It really sucked. And then we came back around for 4th of July, and it was the same thing. I just didn't feel like I belonged in my own family. Um, found out a couple of years ago that my father stole my identity for many, many years, and I was going through the process of marking those as fraud, and my grandmother's name and address came up associated with one. I reached out to her, told her, and she pretty much told me before I did anything, I needed to consider our family name. So that pretty much told me that she was choosing him over me. And I get it, like, it's her son, but I'm also her granddaughter. And so I just don't feel like I belong in that family. I have found better relationships and felt more cared about and loved by people who aren't even my blood and my boyfriend's family. So I choose to spend holidays with them instead of people that I don't feel like I belong around and that don't seem to care about me. So, again, my question is, am I being a child and not having reached out? Like, should I just, you know, grow up and reach out to them? Or am I right that, like, you guys are adults, too. If you really care that much, my grandmother or one of my aunts or uncles could reach out to me, too. It's just really sticky situation. Thanks so much. First of all, you finish this in two minutes and 59 seconds. Dude, she's a Virgo. You, thank you for giving all that detail in the amount of time. And I, you clearly wrote it down and like, wow, I love you. Um, is that thing still? I'm just here. Am I crazy? Oh, fantastic. It gets in my head. Um, I don't think you're being a child at all because, God, I relate to you so much. <laughs> um, I think that this is like the biggest, I don't know if you're in therapy and I'm not even necessarily going to suggest therapy for you because- I mean, also, I don't want to say that because like my whole thing of being like, I'm really self-realized and self-actualized. I don't need therapy. And then I went to therapy and they were like, well, yeah, that is also an issue for having therapy is being too self-realized. I was like, oh, wow, I'm too aware. Okay, cool. Um, But this is like preservation of you. And Mm -hmm. like this is you're looking out for yourself and it is not your responsibility with to it's not your responsibility to like take the like take shots at the expense of like your own mental health to appease people who you're not bending over back. You're not doing any, doing anything for them other than just hurting yourself. Yep. Like you're not running in front of a car to save a baby. You're just running in front of a car. Cause they said, Hey, please run in front of a car. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
it's just ridiculous. And people who love you and care about you don't put you through emotional turmoil and don't want to see you suffer. And like this is all intentional on their part. This isn't a misunderstanding. This isn't just like signals crossed. This is like events have happened and people have chosen sides and the side wasn't you and that hurts. And it's not just like, oh, my feelings are hurt. It's like it's multiple chances that they've had to do anything. And like they didn't show up for you. No. And that's what if that's that's what a family is. And like you said, like you found a fantastic chosen family. And like that's amazing because like the people and I've said this many times, like the people who give birth to you aren't necessarily the people who raise you. Like Mm -hmm. you can be a product of your environment. Like I say that, like I think the person that I ended up being the most like is Sydney's mom. Like I feel like I am Debbie. Like that's who I like. That is like a strong woman that I've like always like been like, this is who I want to be when I grow up. Like, and it's doesn't have to be the people who gave birth to you at all. And if they're not, if family is supposed to love you unconditionally and if they don't love you unconditionally, like they're not your family. And like you have the same DNA but having a little cousin reach out is so fucking passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And like, you are right. If they truly cared and they truly wanted to make things right, it would also, I would go as far as to say, it wouldn't even be them reaching out. It would be them reaching out with an incredibly lengthy and heartfelt apology and saying, I need to say this because I know that I've hurt you and I don't expect anything in return from you. I don't expect this to fix anything. I don't expect to see you at holidays, but I needed to say this because I intend, I hurt you intentionally and I, feel so terrible and I I I don't want you to feel I want you to know that that's not truly how I feel Mm -hmm. and that we really care about you and you always have a spot here and we always want to make you feel welcome but like it's not that it's like they're not even reaching out to you to apologize they want an apology from you and I've been there when like you cut toxic people out and then they come back around and they're like I'm I'm ready for my apology and you're like bitch I'm not sorry I ain't sorry. Right. <laughs> I ain't fucking sorry. And it's like, they're not even coming. They're like, they're sending your cousin because they think like, oh, they're yeah. close in age. So let's send them. We can talk to it. And my therapist said, when you cu- cut toxic people out and people want like an explanation for why you're not there, she's like, just say there's two sides to every story and mm-hmm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this is so similar to me. I Have you met? Because I literally, I have, have have family members reach out that are family members by marriage that I've never met literally what? I had I like checked my I like will check my unre- my um uh like because I get I get, the only notifications I get on dms are people that I follow yeah. but I will like check my dms a lot and like respond if someone's like where's your bathing suit from mm-hmm. or like blah 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 or like say something and I'll like respond um and I saw one of them and one of them was from a family member's uh uh significant others kids from a previous marriage and i was like bitch i don't even fucking know you and it was so much very much of a similar thing that it was like this is insane and like i understand like the fact that you are questioning this and have guilt about this or not even necessarily guilt but like that you're questioning this means that you are an incredibly great person mm-hmm. and like you that this obviously this choice was hard for you which it is it's so fucking hard to cut toxic people out it's even harder to cut toxic family members out And you gave multiple chances. Like Mm -hmm. these are multiple things that have happened. And then once you had your found family, there's something very empowering about that and having and feeling completed when you're with the people who really truly love you. And then when you have that feeling and then you go back to that toxic place and you get there and you're like, this is draining. Like I'm doing this because I think I have to, because I think this is what family is about. But like that warm, fuzzy family feeling, if you're not getting that, that's not 
why should you be there it's not fucking worth it it's not worth your time at all and i'm so glad your boyfriend's family's great and like Mm -hmm. you feel like welcome there i don't think you're being childish at all yeah and they're the ones that are being childish in this situation like your grandmother not coming to your graduation what a bitch sorry your grandma's a bitch she is and she didn't say anything to you she didn't apologize did she send you a card doubt it your dad stole your identity Mm -hmm. he's using up your credit just making things bad and then like using his mom's address as the address for it like that's childish it's he sounds like someone that you babysit like this doesn't sound like your parents and like also probably why you come across and you are so mature is because you've had to parent your parents and the Mm -hmm. elders in your life and that you are supposed to be the mature one when reality the as my therapist says like the most mature choice is to look out for yourself and take care of yourself yeah because if you can't take care of yourself then you can't give anything to anyone else yeah and that's not what yeah it's just really not what family's supposed to be and it sucks like i will totally admit like you watch tv shows and movies where like they have like picture perfect families and like you want that and if you don't have that like it fucking sucks and like it's something that like you can like wish for and want for, but like it's not like I don't want to sound like cutthroat or whatever, but like it's not going to happen. And like you have to cut your losses there and build up other relationships in your life. And like, does it suck? And like, is it going to hurt? Yes. But like the amount of turmoil and pain and like just like feeling like left out and like the terrible stuff that it brings you to stick through it isn't ever worth it and Mm -hmm. it's like you can build up this idea of what you'd want it to be I'm so guilty of that and I was guilty of that for like so long of like really wanting to stick through things because like you have an idea of what you want you what you wish it was and if it's not that it's not going to become that but there are other relationships and other fantastic people in your life who can fill those spots Mm -hmm. and who can be like that and it can make you feel the exact same way it's just it's just hard when you see people who are very close to their families or have this uh, idea of family. And as much as, and as I will say as much and as great as it is for you to be a part of your boyfriend's family and to feel really included there. I would also say focus a lot on your friends because like, as I go to my boyfriend's family for holiday, like for Christmas and stuff like that. And like, it can also be hard to see like someone else's family be so like as a great family unit. And like, I love spending time with my friends and their families, but they can be like a little triggering and hard. So make sure you spend time with like, your friends too and like really foster those relationships because like you'll realize how you can like look up to your friends and have friends be role models who are like your same age like you can have all of those like figures in your life um and not directly compare it to like what you see on tv and movies of like families but yeah I very much um understand your situation and you're making the right call as somebody who second guessed myself a lot I go to two therapists and turns out I made the right call so you're good okay let's take a break bye Bye. see you in like two minutes how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there I'll, and, and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get 
fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Did we go on a break or did we just yeah, stop? Yeah, we, we went on the break. Cool. Wow, guys, we actually took like a really long break this time. We did. Um, we've just been like shooting the shit. Sorry you weren't here. Oh, I could have told my story. What we <laughs> Fucking tits. Oh, my God. We snacked. We talked for so fucking long and you... 
I can't even. Okay, fine. Well, we're fucking I back. Forgot. Let's get back to the rest of the questions. <laughs> I'm literally just going to rush through all of these, give <laughs> shitty advice so I can hear how it happened. I'm kidding, guys. No, I will give good advice or I'll try. Hi, Megan and guests. Um, I'm 25 years old and calling in with a little bit of um, anxiety question. Um, so about uh, three years, I started having a lot of anxiety and um, went to the therapist. Love my therapist. She's the best. Um, but in that process, I did develop uh, late-onset OCD. So I have a lot of problems with obsessing over things, and unfortunately, those obsessions decided to attach to my fiancé. Um, we've been together for about uh, seven years, and I love him more than anything in the world. We're being married in November. so excited. But um, I spend a lot of time worrying, you know, if I love him enough, and it's a really detrimental worry because I know I love him, but it's just kind of like this plague of self-doubt. I know, Megan, you know, because it's anxiety, and it's always about that, but my issue is we're having some trouble with our sex life. Um, I have a lot of sexual anxiety because when we are, you know, in the process of having sex, I usually have a lot of anxiety. Sometimes it ends in panic attacks, but most of the time it's um, obsessions about, uh, you know, why am I not turned on enough? Why am I not wet enough? Why am I not, you know, why doesn't this feel as good as all the other girls in the world say sex feels? Um, I've never really felt a lot of pleasure from penetrative sex. I've only kind of been able to get off from oral or fingering. So um, I find myself in the midst of, you know, penetrative sex thinking like, when is this going to be over? You know, I want to, you know, feel good. But then at that point, I feel guilty because I'm like, I should be enjoying this moment with my partner. But, um, I mean, I love to masturbate because I don't have to, you know, deal with that anxiety. And I just, I know this is causing kind of a roadblock in my relationship with my fiance. And I really want, you know, I'm going to marry this guy and I want to have an amazing sex life with him. And I know that is going to be involving me overcoming this anxiety. So uh, just what's your advice on, you know, someone that has a lot of sexual anxiety? You know, how do I get out of my head? How do I really, you know let myself in the moment and, you know, enjoy and not feel goofy. I mean, you know, I've been on uh, antidepressants for a long time, so I have a lot of uh, weight gain. I don't feel sexy. There's so much that goes into it. I just, I really want that sex life that everyone raves about. So I would love to hear your opinion because I know you're very sex positive and I love that. So thank you. Uh, okay, bye. Oh, my God. I love you. You're great. Yeah, me too. Um, so I feel like I, first thing I'll say, love that you're in therapy. I think therapy's great. Plot twist. I'm going to not, I'm not saying that I think therapy is the answer to this right now. I think this is from my experience personally. And like my friends, when we talk about sex and we talk about things, um, that are like the the most like in-depth like hookup experiences are not with our significant others. Like the second that you start seriously dating someone, I like I don't know like I remember I've only like the first time my friends have sex with like the guy that they're like their long-term boyfriend like I heard that like the first time maybe the first two times Mm -hmm. once I started seriously dating like we didn't really talk about like their specific sex life as much because it's like that's I'm also a part of like this their friendship like Mm -hmm. I, I I know both of them it's a little it feels like a little more protected intimacy wise and at least I know for like Mots, he's always said like, no, like my guy, like we, like none of us talk about our girlfriends, like ever. Like we will, like we like will like have talked about like girls that we like one night stands hook up with, but like 
that talk like completely dies when you start seriously dating somebody. I think you dated, you've dated your boyfriend for seven years, which is a really long time. And it's formidable years, like sex years. And I, you probably had a lot of like first sexual experiences or like most intense, deep, romantic, like sexual connections with him. But I don't know if you've talked about that with your friends. Yeah. In a sense that like just the fact of you saying like, I don't get off from penetrative sex. Like I only really get off from oral. Like girl. Same. 90, it's like 98% of women mm -hmm. really only get off from like clitoral stimulation, like not penetration. And like you'd, I didn't know that until like I really talked about, talked about that with like my girlfriends. Like yeah. that's not something that like when you see in like movies and porn and you see all this stuff, like it's not real it's not actually how like yeah he's not gonna stick his dick in you and you're gonna be like oh no like even sex in the city which was like an incredibly sex positive show like they talk about like going down on girls but like they don't talk about the fact that like you know you need to go down on me or else i'm not gonna come mm -hmm. like i've come from penetrative sex like probably five times in my life and like it's also never been like just a dick you're doing other shit with your hands like you've already yeah. come like you've already like it's that it's not like and also one time was recently I was really excited because like it, birthday sex. I, I was stoked. Well, that's also like <laughs> I, I told Shireen when I was like, yeah, like the first like I had never like come with being a guy like Mots was the first one. And it was uh, and it was like what like, like the first night we had sex or whatever, like the, like the morning after the first night we had sex or whatever. And like the second time it was like, like come from penetrative sex. I was like, this is fucking insane. Like this is it's but like that's an, like and we've been together for like four, almost four years. And it's something like it's it's you would know those things if you talk to your female friends about them mm -hmm. and I think like your anxieties and like all of that stuff are so much about being like am I the only one am I the only one and if you're not if even if you're talking about it with your therapist like I'm all here for talking about therapy or whatever I mean talking to a therapist love therapy but that's I think that you'll feel so much less alone not just hearing her voice like treating this like anxiety because it is obviously anxiety but like I think also like opening up to your friends and there's something that feels so great about being like oh my god wow I'm not the only one like okay mm -hmm. and like you have your other female friends who are like oh yeah no like I'll lay there during penetrative sex and be like okay I'm waiting for you to go down and eat me out like it, it, it's you're you're you've got three girls in this room right now yeah. two in front of the camera who are being like yeah no like all of that checks out I yeah I mean even like when I first started masturbating it took me like forever to figure out how to come and I was like oh my god I'm broken like oh my god I'm never gonna be able to do this and then like when I finally started talking to my friends and they were like no come on this is your mission like you gotta fucking do this mm -hmm. I was like oh okay like this is fine or like friends who've also been like yeah no I never have and like talking about that and doing all of that like it, it's you're able to get out of your own head because a you put it out there and you say it but you're able to get like somebody's response and like obviously us but like talking to your friends because i promise you that they've gone through that too the same thing yeah and like i would say too like if you've if like the pleasurable aspect of sex like figure out if like is it the is it what we're doing that i'm not necessarily super turned on by and like that's not bringing me pleasure or is it the fact that like I'm comparing myself to like this idea of what I think this is supposed mm. to be like based on movies or whatever and not what it's actually really like because also like maybe tr they, there's different positions that you like like yeah. maybe like you are you're solid on masturbating like maybe there's things that you can tell him to do and like also I think it's totally valid and fine to like ask for like verbal confirmation and feedback from him that like 
he's super turned on and he's really into this and like that he's enjoying having sex with you and he really likes like having sex with you like I mean if I hook up with someone who's like quiet immediately I'm like oh no I am terrible like I like I I need validation and that's also like a fine thing to ask for and if you're if you're feeling like pent up and like you're just like spiraling uh, it can be really hard to like and maybe it's like you stop having sex and you just like talk about it before you get to like full having a full-blown panic attack which I know it's impo- like I hate when people are like just talk before you have a panic attack I'm like well I'm already gonna have it but like talk through that with him and give him the tips and tools because like right now it sounds like you're just entirely on your own in this and you're in your own head and you're not like you have like female friends that you can talk to about this even do like research and like reading about like female like the sex as a like as like with vaginas mm-hmm. like that whole thing and like talk to him about like what would make figure out what would make you feel like more validated and more confident in this like maybe that's like you like sexy maybe you feel like super sexy in like lingerie and like that's something like that or maybe you're feeling insecure about weight gain and like having that verbal confirmation from him of being like nah I hella wanna fuck you like yeah. I wanna poke my dick in you he wants to marry you like yeah. he wants to spend his the rest of you guys' life together and like I think like I you talked about like how maybe like you feel less goofier yeah. or something like recently I started taking pole dancing classes she is fucking amazing that was twerking I'm not good at the pole dancing I yet. don't believe you because you I'm like not. even downplayed the twerking you're like yeah I can like twerk <laughs> have you seen it you have it is I would say we'd put it first of all we, I told her <laughs> if we reach a hundred people on our patreon I'll post Ooh. it there get that coin yeah honestly though guys it should also be i told her we need to redo your dating profile it is (laughs) fucking insane but yes continue sorry yeah but like going to those classes like i've always felt mostly comfortable with my body but going to those classes i realized that i wasn't like completely comfortable Mm -hmm. um and we all wear like in the classes it's all women everybody's in like booty shorts ass hanging out the bottom of them and every everybody it's like different sizes from like super curvy girls to really skinny girls and every and just the way people are moving like it it's helping like me get more in touch with my body and i i recommend it to anybody because um everybody's comfortable at any mm-hmm. size and with no shirt on like Ugh. it's great i lo- i'm, I'm i, I want to join yeah but i would even say like i even feel as someone who's been very sex positive i feel more comfortable talking about sex since we've done the podcast yes, and talking I about it too. more and like I'm not somebody who like not didn't talk about sex uh-huh. before but like talking about it more yeah. and like having those conversations like having it be on the forefront and something that is just like a casual thing like even my friends who listen to the podcast who are like tend to be a little more like tame and not so much like I'm like oh, I don't fucking like getting in front of anybody like I'll tell you whatever blah, blah, blah. um they will talk to me about their like more mm-hmm. like oh can I like okay blah, blah. and I'm like yeah fuck yeah go for it like I don't know I listen to the podcast I'm like oh we can do this and like talking about that like I think like it's just that's important and then I would also say like if you're like if you're concerned if you're concerned about like not necessarily like oh like if figure out the statements in which blank is like not like everybody else or why am I not like everybody else and then things are like if there are things that you're genuinely concerned about like for you not am I not wet as other girls am I not as wet as other girls or if you're concerned like I feel like I'm not getting wet just me like not compared to anyone else talk to your doctor look at the medications that you're taking see if there's any sort of side effects like that I'm a big fan of body neutrality Mm -hmm. and I think like uh, as I think everyone deals with like going through periods um or long extended phases of like hating their body and I'm really focusing on body neutrality with myself but like 
when you're not, if you're unhappy with the way that you look and things like that, I think you can also like shy away from checking in with the health of your body. Mm -hmm. And so if you are like, oh, I'm not getting wet enough, but you're like not, you're just like, if you're like going to the bathroom and peeing or whatever, like you're just like, I'm just like everything, I'm doing everything fast. Like I don't want to like look at my body. I want to think about my body. And like the, I think if you can focus and work towards like body neutrality and like you don't have to like love every fucking ounce of your yeah. body at all, but also think of your body as like health organs and like things that keep you alive. I think like you'll be able to check in with yourself more and it's more like, okay, am I functioning at my normal? Is this how is this normal for me? Not like, hey, is this normal compared to like all of these other girls that I see on like on like porn who like they just squirt lube all over their pussy and like they're just like dripping wet. Like d- d- compare your like it's a toxic it's a hard thing to also compare yourself to yourself but like find what your normal is before you start comparing it to other people because I think that also you want to if there is like a if it is a medication thing mm-hmm. I think that would also be helpful for you to know that it's it, it's not yeah because like antibiotics I know antidepressants also can like do. sex drive and things like that and also clue clue him in in a way that like if masturbating also if I can figure out what it is about masturbating that's like it's the there's no anxiety there with it like are you fantasizing about anything are you thinking about anything specific when you're getting off like is there something that you guys could do more is it like more foreplay that you would like really be into or is it maybe like you don't even have penetrative sex for a long for a while like maybe he's just going down on you you're going down on him like there's something like if you like going down on him or like you I think there's a fantastic like hot confidence boost that like when you give a great Mm blowjob and like finding things like that that like maybe you don't broach the subject of like the penetrative sex for a while and just educate yourself on I don't know like sex and orgasms and all those different things because like clearly you know how to get yourself on off on your own but I'm sure your fiance like wants to be a part of that mutual masturbation that's what I was gonna say maybe if you masturbate yeah next to him and then if you felt like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, like I got off, we can do penetrative yeah. sex now. Yeah. But let us know how it goes. Please talk to your female friends. And also, if you don't have a lot of female friends, go on like Reddit, like women like talking about that stuff. Yeah. Any of that thing. Any of that stuff. Hi, Megan and Mel and potential guest. I'm 21 years old and lately I've had some trouble with drinking. Um, I started drinking when I was 15, which of course I don't condone, but i got to be real. And I drink heavily, like, every two weeks when I'm going out with friends. Um, normally, I haven't had a problem. It's just been normal craziness. But during, like, the past six months, I've had a really hard time controlling myself when I drink. For example, on St. Patrick's Day, I made out with our 40-year-old Uber driver and made a bunch of inappropriate comments to him, gave him my number, and... The person that was with me said he wasn't attractive at all. Um, Another time I was walking on the streets and needed a ride, and so I just knocked on someone's car and I got a ride from three men, so a bunch of stuff could have gone wrong. Took me to my friend's house, and then after that I puked in their washer, their literal washing machine. (laughs) Um, But this past weekend was the worst when I hooked up with my soon-to-be cousin, who is also a girl. And I consider myself straight, but I'm obviously bi-curious. Um, after this time especially, I think I really fucked up, and I can't get over the amount of guilt that I have, because I see her at every family event, and I'm scared she's going to tell someone in my family or something. My question is, should I quit drinking, and am I being overdramatic, or is just 
This is just typical, crazy 21-year-old behavior. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye. I'm going to – I relate a lot to this, but it's also not tw- no, normal 21-year-old behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. I don't drink for a multitude of reasons. A, I'm like, here I am making this about me. But, like, truthfully, I, I don't drink. It makes me so fucking sick. It makes me so, so incredibly sick. I drank heavily in high school and then into college, and I I really, really, really like myself when I'm drunk. I really like who I am. I'm super fucking confident. I'm not anxious. I'm not insecure. Like, I don't, like, second guess what I'm saying. Like, I feel pretty. I feel hot. Like, I feel, like, on top of the fucking world, and that's the issue. Like, there, I, I think, like, when people talk about, like, social lubricant with, like, alcohol and things like that, that's people who like can have one drink and it gives them a little kickstart. But like if you're having a hard time controlling yourself, like I didn't drink Mm -hmm. without blacking out until I was into my 20s. Like it was just I didn't know how to stop because like it was like a high. It was like a high of like confidence. And like especially if like you're and then the issue is alcohol is also a depressant. So the next day you feel even worse than you do. So if you're insecure or you um, have any self like image issues or body image issues, or if you're depressed or anxious or anything like that, like you become even more depleted and then you need more alcohol to compensate for all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's a, the, the other big reason why I don't drink is like, I don't, I don't, I love how I feel and like how like I perceive myself and everything like that, but like, it's not healthy. And like, I can check myself and know that like, if I was like, when I was going out, like if I'm, I was the kind of person of being like, I wouldn't have a mixed drink. I'd be like, no, I'm just have a fucking shot. Like, yeah. why? And that's that's the thought process of like, no, because if I break that down and I don't move on from it, like I'm just trying to get drunker faster. And that's not that's not what social drinking is. That's not what casual drinking is. And I think that's where your issue is. Like, I've my God, I literally the amount like my friend sent me a picture of her and I with these like two like 40 year old men in and out for my birthday. She goes, what the fuck were we doing? And I was like, oh, my God. And neither her or I drink now. And it was so much of like a it's it's a band-aid. And I think like this isn't normal 21 year old behavior also because you're concerned about it. Yeah. I mean, when I was 21 years old, I was or even like 25, 20 to 25. I was drinking a lot yeah. all the time. And it's because I loved who I was when I was yeah. drinking. It wasn't I don't think it was extremist. I would never get in the car with um car full of men or anything i I didn't have that many like compulsive episodes but like yeah i think you've got to like check this is not normal 21 year old behavior i faced a lot of like backlash from people when i stopped drinking because like it can be crazy and it can be fun and all of that stuff but like when you're putting yourself in dangerous positions and all of that which have i've been there it's super super scary because you also don't know that person because like you weren't consciously there and that's a scary aspect to it and i think like if if it means like taking a break from alcohol for an extended period of time and then like maybe you you're able to revisit it and like have a different relationship mm-hmm. with it that's depends how I am now. on yeah. how your relationship with yourself changes yep. and that's something like i i think now i could if it didn't make me so sick maybe i'd be mm-hmm. okay with it but i even had like a drink at a wedding a like literally almost shit my pants the next day i like hardly made it to the bathroom um Clenching. white mini white dress no underwear 15 minute walk I like was like, Mods, give me the keys. And I'd like find the perfect pace of walking so you don't shit, but like you're getting there fast. Um, but like even I like it's, yeah, it's a little bit like, and like, you, it flips that again. And I was like, um, no, I don't like, I don't like this. Like I'm nervous and uncomfortable and like a little like socially awkward at this wedding. And I suddenly feel a little less socially awkward. And I'm like, no, that's not, 
it's not what like and it sucks when some people like can have fine healthy relationships with Mm -hmm. it when you feel like fuck I really want like I want to be able to be like that and it's like harder for you but at the same time like I think you're calling in because you know this and also like you have put yourself in scary situations which coherent sober you is afraid for drunk you and I think like you got to look out for that and I think it's it's not normal 21 year old behavior and I would also check to see like it sounds like check your friends around you because like nobody should and maybe you really don't present drunk when you're wasted but like no one should let you get in a car with three random guys and if you have friends who are enabling this behavior and who are also on this train because this sounds like a lot of like self-actualization like maybe I have a problem not my friends are sitting down with me and saying that I have a problem like I'd also check who you're hanging out with because when I like stopped drinking I had so many different friends there were lots of friends that were like oh cool peace and I'm like oh okay so like that's really what we did together and then also when I was sober I realized I'm like wow I don't really like a lot of you people mm-hmm. like there's some people hanging out with I'm like oh I'm fine hanging out with you drunk but like fuck if I'm like sober I'm not hanging out with you and I think like check that and check your circle um and yeah I think like when you start drinking young I think it it just this burnout that happens I think it naturally happens for like most people into like their mid-20s but if you started drinking really young and like heavily I I literally I think before I was pretty much done drinking for my 21st birthday yeah like and then I slowly tapered off but I think like yeah I think you're aware of the fact that like this is this is maybe not great for you and then also I'm just suggesting therapy all of the time but yeah I think like sit with yourself sober for a while and figure out what it is that you really like about drinking and um what those insecurities are and how you can like combat them um and yeah I I definitely had a lot of ones with like anxiety of like dating and guys and like I would I literally got so fucking drunk before Moss and I's first date that I hardly remember it like Mm -hmm. how sad is that like come on like but like as the more we got comfortable the more we started dating like that confidence that you find in like you don't necessarily need alcohol to get to um but yeah I, I I think like you're in tune with yourself but I would figure out why it is yeah why and also maybe like I don't want to sit here and maybe say that you're an alcoholic but maybe going to a like alcoholics anonymous meeting just to see what it's like and talk to people and it could be comforting and help you get through yeah what you're going through yeah I have friends who don't uh ident are they still can they still casually drink and they go to AA mm-hmm. just to keep themselves in check. They've got they've got histories, family histories of addiction or they've struggled with an addiction to that prior or anything else. Like it's a good place to just kind of like check in and regroup and I also I kind of I also think of it in the same way of like when you drink in high school and you like have to go home to your parents, like there's like someone there to like kind of report to. I think AA is a great I don't know, like moral, like compass kind of there that like, even if it's not like, oh, tell us about all of your issues. Like it's there to check in and like, it doesn't let you bury things under the rug because like you're talking about the hard kind of stuff. Oh my God, that's our last call, but it's time for don't blame them, which is, I was going to leave you. Do you want to? Oh, I didn't know if you were doing the door thing. Call and response. Oh, Dora. I thought you said door. Mm -hmm. And I was like, knock, knock. Um, This is Don't Blame Them. Mm-hmm. This is where you guys as listeners call in and you give your own advice on previous episodes, things that you have personal experience with. I love this segment. I love this part. Me also, too. by the way. Like it's 
the most, I find this the most comforting. Like if I was a listener of the podcast, this is the part that I find the most comforting. Cause mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh yeah, my mom wants to, whatever. The, but then it's like, oh no, there's someone else who's like, okay, been there. Yeah. It's, that's why I love doing it for the Patreon. When yeah. We do the full episodes with it. Because you guys wouldn't even, but like some of the, even I'm, even I'm surprised by some of the ones where like, oh, I've been through something similar. I'm like, you fucking I have? think you will with this one. Oh, wow. So this is from the episode with Lisa Schwartz, the last one, um, season three, episode 25. So a sad one. Um, it wasn't really sad. It was just odd. Um, the original caller, her neighbor's child was over and she noticed her, the child was humping Mm -hmm. a pillow. Um, and so this is someone calling in that has similar experience. Hi, Megan and Lisa and guests. I am calling with advice for the mom who called about her uh, daughter's friend humping a pillow, uh, which seems like a weird piece of advice to be calling about. But I used to work at a preschool, and it's very common for kids to self-stimulate. And uh, But a couple years ago, I had a girl in my class who um, would self-stimulate all the time, like, would not stop. Uh, she would be on the edge of a chair. She'd be humping a pillow during nap time just all the time. And I think the place for this mom that's really weird to be in is is it's, if you're going to talk to the parents, be prepared that they may be very defensive about it because even though for kids it does not necessarily mean anything sexual and most likely doesn't, uh, it's just something that feels good for them. Um and they don't realize that it's, like, a private thing, the parents might take it as you're saying that their child is over-sexualized and they might get very defensive about it. Uh, and it's very hard to be in the place of kind of uh, addressing that for other parents. Uh, what we would do at the preschool is is we were just – the parents knew about it, and, and the approach that we took was to constantly just correct it uh, and say – don't do that. Sit all the way in your chair. Take your hands out of your pants. Those kinds of things. Um, if she was, if she was sitting on the edge of, edge of a chair, just saying, "Sit up straight. Sit, sit back. Sit. Do this. Whatever." And um, and just kind of constantly correct it without necessarily pointing out what she was doing. Uh, if it had been my child, what I would say is, "Hey, I know that that is something that feels good. That's just more of a private thing. So feel free to do that in the bathroom, in your room, when you're by yourself." It's just not something that we do with other people around. And uh, and that's kind of the approach I would take. But, again, when it's not your kid approaching that with other parents, just be prepared that they might view it as a sexual thing and, and really maybe take offense to it. Uh, so I just wanted to call with that little piece of advice. I don't know if that's advice. I don't know if that's helpful. But, anyways, love the podcast. Thanks. So helpful. I also love that I called based on her voice alone. I was like, she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Very true. I think this is, I also forgot the term self, self-stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think it, I think it makes sense. I think it's, yeah, obviously we don't have kids. We don't know yeah, that. I haven't heard of this before. Oh, I told you I was in elementary school with a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean like personal experience yeah. with yeah. other children that I know. Yeah. I think like. Yeah, I think I think also like that that home talk. I that's I think that's like the be- the best way to do it. like that's like it's not like a forbidden thing. It's just mm-hmm. like that's something we do around people. Like that's that's like your own 
fun time thing. And also like, don't you find it a little distracting that you're like paying attention to that and like not what your teacher's saying? Like mm. that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful. Um, and hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's it for our episode, guys. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Time. It was a great time. We all had a good time. Hope you did too. Um, if you want to be on an upcoming episode, or maybe not you don't want to, but like you need some fucking help. Um, or you want to share advice. Then true. you would want to then. Then you would want to. I've had people DM me who've been like, I just really want to call into the podcast, but I have nothing to talk about. But like, I really, really, really want to call on. I'm like, yeah, fire sign. You're like, I just want to. But don't waste our time. No, but they haven't. They said they want to, but they, they're, they're saving it. They're waiting. And I'm like, so do you want something bad to happen right. in your life? Like, are you going to be like secretly excited? Like when I was writing my book and I was like, oh, I'm not going to, don't fucking bring it up. I brought it up. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be like, well, at least they can put this in the book. Um, so if you want to leave a message, um, if you're a domestic USA listener, uh, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can leave us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Um, check us out on Instagram. Don't blah meme pod. We're there. I take put a lot of effort into our edits. Um, you made me a really cute birthday one that did look like my aesthetic. I was really proud. <laughs> uh, choked, proud. I was working on the back of the car. Oh my god! And I also made my own birthday one because I just like was planning on doing it. Um, so the people who accused me of doing it, I actually did, did it. do it. And then I posted the one that I was doing myself too. So I like gave myself two, um, or gave myself one. You gave me one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website, don't blame me.show. Uh, Patreon, guys, what did we say we will give them if we get to 100? I'll post my twerking video. Oh, wow. It is so beyond worth that, guys. Like, I can't even explain to you. It's not a short clip, it's a long clip. Yeah. It's a great angle. There's multiple. You just saw one. Shh. <laughs> it's in focus. Your outfit is cute. Like, you are feeling the music. Like, it's so fucking worth it. It's great. Like it's it's so good. It's really worth it. So join our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um and uh what else? Watch us on watch this on YouTube if you're listening and you want to see us. Um and you know, that's that's, that's it. it. We'll see you next week. Unless you're a part of our Patreon. Right? Yeah. 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 If you're part of Patreon, we'll see you on Wednesday. Hell yeah. Join. See the twerking. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>